What's up, everybody? It's me, JW. This is my very first review podcast, and what a show. I can't wait to talk about it. I'm actually happy. Uh, well, yesterday I was going to do a Raw review. I decided not to because it was just like, I was still trying to learn things, and I messed up, and the whole review got deleted. And let's just say I didn't want to redo it. So I said, fine, I'll just do some Macdown review, see how it goes. I'm happy that this this is the show I'm reviewing instead of the raw one, which was just me doing so much negative. That kind of made me just like, I'm not used to saying that much negative. Like, actually talking, you know, since this is my first time doing it, saying that much negative things just like really made me, whoa... I just wasn't used to that. Like I, I'm used to not liking raw sometimes, just not negative things continuing. So yeah, but today's raw was really good. Uh, really quick before we do the review, I'm going to talk about a little piece of news, and then we're going to go right in with the review. So I'm bringing out my paper thing. And if I can, you know, talk about it with you guys. Ooh, where is it? I'm actually... Oh, here we go. So... So, yeah, guys, we're going to get right into it. Okay. So, really quick, I want to say my schedule. Um, I'm going to, first of all, follow me on Twitter, at... WWJOSWB, my name is JW, in case you're like, you know. Uh, Facebook is WB Wrestling. Um, for shows, I will tweet at WWJOSWB. And on Facebook, I do challenges and I tell you when my podcasts are up and all that. And then, also, before we start, I have a question for you guys. What SummerSlam will you want me to review for my second, or my first episode of part two? Please tell me. Um, my first episode of part two, and I'll tell you when that is. It'll be SummerSlam 02, 05, or 07. I will do a review. I'm going to be doing that until SummerSlam happens. And so, yeah. And also, I will be doing... So, here's my schedule really quick. Tuesday will be SmackDown review. Wednesday will be NXT review, which will be tomorrow. Thursday will be JW Talk episode one. Um, part one. Uh, Friday will be JW Talk news episode one, part two, and then let me write this. Saturday will be JW Talk epi- news episode part or episode one, part three. And Sunday will be episode two on Sunday. Monday will be because I only do I do three parts and th- until I go to the next episode. Monday will be raw review. I'll do a raw review and a UK day one review. I'm really excited for next week to do that review of UK tournament. Uh, Tuesday will be doing SmackDown review with UK tournament. Day 2 review. You know, I'm just really, you know, those are two days I'm really looking forward to. Wednesday will be NXT review. 
Thursday will be JW Talk News episode. It will be episode two, part two. And so, yeah. Uh, Saturday will be JW Talk episode two, part three. And then this will be this rare thing. I'll be doing episode two, part four, on Sunday. Because next week, and I know you're saying, why am I skipping Friday? Because I'll be doing GW News every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so, yeah. Um, ho hopefully. Sometimes I might do them early. All I know is I always have three parts. So yeah, I'll have episode three, part one on Sunday. And then I'll just be doing whatever I want, okay? So yeah. That's just really quick, and for the Smack or SummerSlam thing, that I will be doing a review on, um, or the review thing will happen on, I'm think either Friday or Saturday, either part um, episode one, part two, or episode one, part three, or am I bringing in episode two if I can't finish it because I'm really busy a lot. But yeah, let's get on to this review. I'm on Wrestling Deserver. I, oh, that's where I'm getting my talking about wrestling and all that. Before I talk, I really want to quick say Big Cass got released, which is a big news. Uh, I don't know what. I haven't read a lot about it. I just found out. So I hopefully on episode one of JW News, I can talk about it more, bring it up, kind of get that out of the way, talk more about it, you know? For episode one, that would be a great episode. I'm just gonna I'm be doing a lot for the first episode, for the first episode in part. So yeah, let's get on to yeah SmackDown Live results gauntlet match. So yeah, and so I'm gonna read from Wrestling Observer and then I'll give my thoughts on it, and that's how we're doing it. So tonight on SmackDown featured a gauntlet match to determine the new number one contender for the WWE Champion Extreme Rules. WWE Champion AJ Styles is looking for his next challenger after defeating Shinsuke Nakamura at Money in the Bank. The gauntlet match includes Dana Bryan, Rusev, Biggie, The Miz, and Samojo. This past Sunday, SmackDown Women's Champion Carmella defeated Asuka to retain the title. She had a little help from a returning James Ellsworth. Carmella is looking to celebrate her victory tonight and is testing another Melabration. For weeks, Sanity, Sanity has been teasing the rivalry on SmackDown. Rivalry on SmackDown. Tonight, they finally make their long debut after they take on the Usos. There will be a tag team title match, or tag... Yeah, there will be a tag team title match with Luke Gallows and Carly Anderson against the challenger, the Bludgeon Brothers. For the second year in a row, Becky Lynch was just an inch away from winning a, the Women's Money in the Bank match, but it was unsuccessful. She's looking to regain her momentum tonight when she goes one-on-one -on -one with Billy Kay and our live courage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's, I don't know what that, it's about, but yeah. That was the preview. Let's get on to the review, and I will talk first on this. GM Page kicks off SmackDown backstage. She recreates er, Money in the Bank and announces the participants in the gauntlet match, where the winner of the gauntlet match will get a WWE Champion match. And so, yeah, uh, you know, it was just telling them. I'm real. 
let's just say when the first, I was really excited for the gauntlet match, because of what they did on Raw, like, if Raw could do a gauntlet match, that good, SmackDown can do twice as better. Because they had so much storyline, and I'm actually no joke. I'll tell you each match, the story into it. So, let's start. SmackDown Women's Champion, Carmella comes down to the ring. She talks about growing up with self-confidence issues. She teased going faced, but went total heel. She laughed and noted she never had confidence issues and bragged about defeating Charlotte and Asuka. She claimed that she's defeated Asuka all by herself and took all full credit. Asuka's music hit, and she made her way down the ring. Asuka took off the mask to reveal James Ellsworth. Corey Graves was shocked. It's obvious being, being Ellsworth. Ellsworth announced that he's back and is back to serve the greatest women's champion. Ellsworth says Carmella is better than everyone, including Charlotte Flair, Lita, Trish Stratus, Mother Teresa, Beyonce, Ronda Rousey, and Asuka. Asuka... Heard enough, she charges down the ring. Ellsworth gets in Oscar's face, but Oscar kicks him in the stomach. Carmella takes advantage and catches Oscar with a super kick. And so, yeah, uh, the segment I actually liked um, Carmella's segment. I mean, you see, I don't want to see Oscar and Carmella. If they do face again, Oscar needs to win. If you don't, it's either this. You have Oscar win the next match. If she's in a match, you have Oscar win the belt or have somebody else take the loss. Oscar does not need to lose, especially because I think, in my opinion, that would be a great match of Oscar and Ronda Rousey, which would be a great match actually. But as for the segment, it was decent. It got the job done. Uh, James Ellsworth, you know. Pretty much got where you want, you hate him. And then Asuka beating James Ellsworth, which should have happened that money in the bank. But, you know. Anyways, that match was just, I mean, not match, the segment, sorry, was just, you know, kind of there. Anyways, backstage, Becky Lynch seems to, seems in a good mood as she tries to de er, decide which goggles to wear to the ring. So yes, pretty much it's just who, um, it just shows her picking which goggles she wants to wear. I don't know why, but okay. Um, but that's because she's going to be facing Billy Kay as Becky Lynch defeats Billy Kay with Peyton Royce by Billy Kay's side. So let's read the match and I'll talk about what I feel about the match. Before the match, Peyton Royce did an impression of... Becky Lynch, and notes she's better off as Charlotte Flair's troll and sidekick. Lynch was clearly not in the mood, took it out on Kay. She had the early advantage and threw Kay around the ring. Royce distracted Lynch, and Kay took over after sending her into the ring post. Lynch made a comeback and scored a close near fall. She took, she took out Royce with a crossbody off the apron, Lynch lo locked on the disarmor and key and K for the win. So yeah, ben Becky Lynch won. Uh, the crossbody on Royce was really good. Now this match, in my opinion, was decent. If I had to give it a grade letter, C plus to maybe a B minus. The match is really good, in my opinion. And I'm gonna tell you that now. By the way, for the Carmella one, the storyline was pretty much 
Carmella is pretty much, I guess you could say, proving why she's is pretty much like making Oscar look like a fool. And Oscar is mad about that. So you see that part, and then this is good storyline because think about it, Becky Lynch. After losing and having a heartbreak loss at Money in the Bank and a heartbreak loss at um, all her opportunities. She doesn't want to lose this one. She, she beats up Billy Kay as much. Now, as for the Iconics, people are probably saying, oh, they're losing a lot. I mean, but you have to think the matches they're putting them in. They're putting them against Lana, which, I mean, I don't want them in the Money in the Bank that soon, especially Billy Kay or Peyton Royce. I don't want to see any of them in the Money in the Bank match until they're ready. Lana, you know, I think it was a good storyline because her and Russo were making this thing like, oh, they could be the couple to win the match. And then they're putting them against Becky Lynch. And I even said, if, Be if Becky Lynch lost against Billy Kay and Peyton Royce or Billy Kay, I would just be done. Like, there's no way they have to make Billy Kay defeat. Becky Lynch. You know, Becky Lynch, I think, needs to win more after having a big loss. But that's what I think about that. After that, in the back, Jeff Hardy discusses his match against Shinsuke Nakamura from last week. He says he can't forget Nakamura attack, but says he's his eyes are now open. Hardy turns to the camera to reveal black and white face paint. And the black and white face paint was awesome. The eye, all that. It was, it was a good pom promo, and they're, if they're doing Nakamura and Jeff Hardy's match at the next pay-per-view, I'm all in for this. I'm really all in for the pay-per-view match if they have one. I mean, I have a good storyline here, and I understand taking them from the champion, but, you know, not having it, I don't think they should have another match until later down the line. But having Jeff Hardy and Nakamura for the U.S. champion could get, you know, kind of save Nakamura, make him have a U.S. title reign for a while, and then... After a while, make him win the WWE Champion, you know? Like, way better, in my opinion. Way, just good way to kind of bring Nakamura into the fold. But yeah, Jeff Hardy's promo was good, and I guess his, his face paint was really awesome. Made me really excited for the match. Then we had Renee Young interviews Daniel Bryan backstage and congrats him, uh, congratulate him on his win over Big Cass at Money in the Bank. Young announced that Brian drew the short straw and will start the gauntlet match. Brian says that in order to win, he he has to defeat three of the best in wrestling, Rusev, Biggie, and Samoa Joe. Young asks about The Miz, and Brian points out that he said the best. Okay, I love how they're playing. Daniel Bryan doesn't, still doesn't think The Miz is good at wrestling. And it also shows how Rusev, Biggie, and pretty much, how can I say this? Like, it's pointing, okay, him and The Miz, pretty much Daniel Bryan's focus, and he still is taking The Miz lightly. Like, he's better than The Miz. And Miz thinks, oh no, Bryan is still not that good, you know? And I don't know whether they have this match at Extreme Rules or SummerSlam, to be honest with you. Having that Extreme Rules, have Brian pick up the win. And then at SummerSlam, in Brooklyn, by the way, which is going to be the hottest crowd for Daniel Bryan, The Miz beats Daniel Bryan. And then that'll be in September, the final fallout. You know what September is? I believe it's Hell in a Cell. And have them in a Hell in a Cell match where Brian finally wins. That would be a great booking. But as for him pointing out, that's kind of cool how they did that.
Okay, then we had Sanity versus The Uso, which didn't happen, and here's why. Before the match, The Uso discussed their careers in the WWE and what it took to make a name in the business. They called out Sandy for their match. However, the match never um, ended up happening as Sandy and The Usos brawled. Instead, Sandy gained the advantage and gave The Usos a vicious beatdown. And great way to debut Sanity. Sandy just comes, beats up The Usos in a... I guess it, it was just, you know, a great way to do it. I just really liked it. Um, you know, it was just, it was a good thing to debut in Sandy like that was just really, really good. Uh, and then I really want to see Sandy and the Usos, be honest with the Extreme Rules, make it happen. Make them. Want to face this time, but before the match or next week, have them want to face the Sandy just beats him down again, and that makes Paige get so mad that she says that this match will be a table match at Extreme Rules or Extreme Rules match at Extreme Rules, and where Sandy can't attack them, and if they do, the match will just start because it'll be an Extreme Rules match. So yeah, that's what I think about that. Anyways, uh, after that, Renee Young interviews Shinsuke Nakamura backstage. Nakamura says he didn't lose that money in the bank. He claims that the ref counted too fast and not in Japanese. Young asked about Jeff Hardy's um, comments earlier. Nakamura says that Hardy's eyes might be open, but if he crosses Nakamura, he'll close them. Uh, that was kind of funny, to be honest with you. But Nakamura said, oh, he he didn't speak in Chinese, Japanese, which wasn't fair. And then, you know, Jeff Hardy and Nakamura, or and then they're kind of doing that storyline, which... I really, I, I might think I would like to see it, you know? Having Nakamura and Jeff Hardy in a match at Extreme, especially because make Nakamura win, right? Wouldn't Nakamura win? Kind of build him up with the U.S. champion, maybe down the line give him the WWE champion if he does good at the U.S. champion. Because you need at least, fine, if you don't see, okay, if you don't see him as being your WWE champion, give him a title, give him the U.S. champion, see what he can do with the champion, and then if you say, okay, you did good, Give him the WWE Champion. Simple as that. But anyways, after that, we had the SmackDown Tag Team Champion, the Bludgeon Brothers, defeating Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. This is what happened. The, so, Gallows on their side of the ring. Uh, um, Rowan gave Gallows a huge suplex and attempted the pin. But Anderson made the save. Anderson got the hot tag and nailed Luke Harper with a huge spine buster. For a near fall finish came when the Bludgeon Brothers came or hit the powerbomb combo for the win. So yeah, just the the Bludgeon Brothers. This match was, in my opinion, a decent tag team match. Again, I would give this like a. A C. Not really past a C, to be honest. You know, it was better than their Money in the Bank match. And I, I think they're going to do this, though, because make Sandy and the Usos match a tag team match. Or a, obviously it'll be a tag team match. A number one contender match for SummerSlam. So they defend it here, and they don't have to defend it at Extreme Rules, because they already defended it two times in a row. But anyways, that's... 
in my opinion, a great thing. Um, and so, yeah. After that, Daniel Bryan made his way to the ring for the gauntlet match, but ran into the Bludgeon Brothers. There was an interest stare down, but Bryan kept walking towards the ring. So, yeah. Um, now, about that stare and stuff, I hope they're not building for, like, a... How can I say this? I don't know. I, I don't know. Because what happens later in the match is really dumb. And I don't know what they want to do with Dana Bryan and the Bludgeon Brothers. I mean, I really don't. They want him to become their leader or something. That's dumb. Sorry. It just is. But yeah, we're... Mm, I just... I don't want to see that. I don't want Brian to be a part of them. I want Brian in the Miz. If they... Now, here's a theory that I had. The Miz in... Is... The Bludgeon Brothers, like, the Bludgeon Brothers are helping The Miz, and they're working for The Miz, and then, uh, it's just, I don't want them to be near The Miz or Daniel Bryan, I just want them to have their own feud and The Bludgeon Brothers be out, cause, how funny is it they don't attack Bryan until The Miz comes out? But, we'll talk about that. Cause now we're going on to the gauntlet match. Daniel Bryan then defeats Biggie to start off the gauntlet match. Biggie uses power moves to Briefly gain control, but Brian takes over using submissions and mat wrestling. Biggie hits a belly to belly suplex and splash on the apron to re to regain control. Brian excuse a hurricane rana off the top turnbuckle and follows up with a running drop kick in the corner. Brian attempts a third drop kick, but Biggie rocks him with a huge clothesline. Brian makes a brief comeback, but Biggie nails Brian with a spear off the apron, which was a really crazy spot. Biggie misses a charge in the corner and hits, and Brian hits the running knee for the win. Yeah, that spear off the apron was crazy. Um, in my opinion, it was just really cool because I haven't seen him did it in a while. I mean, I remember when he used to do it, he would hit him and he would fall on his head. I think that's why he stopped. This one was really good. He didn't fall on his head. Well, the I saw maybe the camera, he did, because they didn't really show them that good. All I saw him is that he speared, and he was on his back, so he didn't fall on his head. He didn't land on his stomach. All he, I saw him on his back, so I'm like, okay, he did good on that. I think it was the first time he actually did good on it, that thing, because every time he, like, can't land on his head, it was just really bad. But, yeah, this match was actually really good. Biggie is just, did really good. If he breaks up with the New Day, he could actually be on a single run, because that match with Daniel Bryan was really good. He, it just made me really want to get behind him, because of how good he did. Um, if I had to, you know, it's just, this match was just really good. I'll give this a B plus, maybe even, not an, maybe an, even an A, actually, A minus. A minus to B plus, because this match was just really good. Um, so yeah. Especially that spirit off the apron was really good. Also, Dan Brown would do, like, this match had Matt work. Like, Dan Brown would do Matt work. Big E would do his strength. Yeah. So, it had Dan Brown doing his submissions and Matt work while Big E was doing his power moves. And it just made a really good match, in my opinion. I don't know why, it just did. Anyways, after that, we had Gauntlet match. Dan Brown, Samoa Joe came out, and Dan Brown defeated Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe was. Firmly in control and destroyed Dan Brian's chest with a vis vicious chop. Joe hit a huge powerbomb for a two count. 
the replay showed that Brian landed on his head. Brian fought back and worked over Joe's knee. Brian and Joe traded vicious chops in the middle of the ring. Joe locked on the Coquina clutch, but Brian sent Joe to the floor. Brian stand up for the running knee, but Joe escaped to the floor. Joe locked on the Coquina clutch on the floor. Brian not, or kicked off the barricade and beat the ref count of 10 to the win of the match. And so, yeah, Joe got counted out, you know, which is a good way. So, Joe doesn't look weak losing to Daniel Bryan after he just had a big match with Big E. You know, it would just be dumb. So, having him get counted out was just really good and just really, you know, smart. So, it doesn't make Brian or Joe look weak, and it doesn't make Brian lose because they want to keep him in for the Miz, right? Anyways, after that, the Bludgeon Brothers came out and attacked Brian. They gave him the Powerbomb Combo. So yeah, they attacked Brian, and then the Miz came out, and I think the Miz is working for him, and I hope, I hope that they just did that, just because they were mad because he came out. I yeah. Anyways, the Miz ran out, hit the skull crushing finale on a lifeless Brian to win the match. Yeah, Miz beat Brian. Technically, he beat him, even though Brian was in two matches. So now they're gonna play that. I hope they do. They play that. Pretty much that. They play the the Miz defeated Daniel Bryan even though Bryan had two matches that he did, and so yeah, and so here's the cool thing about the finals, the Gauntlet match finals was against Rusev versus the Miz, and that's cool. Like I actually thought the Miz was gonna win for a couple seconds, and I thought Rusev was gonna win for a couple seconds, which you know he did, as Rusev defeated the Miz. So let's finish this, and then I'll talk about Raw or SmackDown as a whole after I. Talk about this matter. Say about this match. Rusev controlled the match and hit a falling way, a fall away slam for a two count. Miz regains control and slows down the match. Rusev fought back and hits a splash in the corner. He follows up with a running heel kick. Rusev caught Miz with a super or a kick on the side of ears for a near fall. Rusev attempts the Alkalade, but Miz counts, counters into a DDT. Miz attempts Brian's running drop kick in the corner, but Rusev nails the Macha kick. Rusev locks on the Coquina, or not Coquina, uh, Lockaade for the submission win. Rusev is number one contender and will challenge WWE AJ, champion AJ Styles at Extreme Rose. Styles comes out. Had a brief stare down with Rusev. They shook hand. Aiden went to shake AJ's hand to um, bolt away with Styles knocking him out. Yeah. So, pretty much the match between Rusev and Miz was great. A lot of great matches. Uh, then Style he shook Rusev and Styles shook hands. Aiden went to shake his hand. Pulled it away. Styles punched him in the mouth. Kind of made that, you know... Like, aviation English shouldn't get involved. I'm really excited for Styles and Rusev at the match. I mean, I can't wait to see what Rusev brings to the table, you know? So, yeah. SmackDown, guys, uh, that match, I would have to... If I had to give the Gauntlet match an A+, or at least an, an A or an A+. It, in my opinion, it was a classic match. So, yeah, the show was really good. And I'm just happy I watched it. 
If you guys haven't, at least try to find it and watch it. It was really entertaining, really good show. I, if I had to give it, I would give this an A, at least an A, which is not what normal show this show normally gets. And so yeah, um, let me just recap the winners and stuff. We start off with Carmella talking trash to Oscar, with Oscar beating up um, James Olaf, but Carmella attacks him, or her. Becky Lynch defeated Billy Kay with, let me find it, locks in the um, disarmor, which she taps. Sandy and Usos were going to happen, but Sandy attacked the Usos, which might mean a, a extreme, well, not, yeah, extreme rules match, maybe. Then we had Bludgeon Brothers defeat uh, Gallows and Carl Anderson as they hit the um, powerbomb combo for the win. And then Brian came out, and they, you know, stared down until he kept walking. Brian defeat Biggie with a running knee for the win. Brian defeated Samoa Joe from a countout. And then the Miz, and then Bloody Bear would come out and attack Brian as the Miz would come out and do the school crushing finale for the win, taking the ultimate opportunist. Rusev and the Miz would have a great match as Rusev would lock the Alkalade for the submission win. And they would face off for their match at Extreme Rules. What a show. Thank you all for joining me. Please, before we end this, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, or Twitter, at WWEJOSWB, Facebook, WB Wrestling, that's my name. And, yeah, tomorrow, on Wednesday, I'll do my NXT review. Thursday will be episode one of WWE News. And then, I believe, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday will be part two and three of episode one. Talk about news. We'll talk about all this cool stuff. And then, finally, on Sunday, we'll do episode two of part one. And then after that, after episode two, I'll just be doing episode three, episode two and three, whenever I want. It could be on Monday. It could be on whenever. So, everyone, thank you all for joining me. And, yeah, I'll catch you guys in the next review, NXT review. I can't wait to watch NXT. It'll be my first review with you guys. And, yeah, catch you guys later. Peace.